my friends, nearly everything around you is going to change within this generation. Biggest fear in 10 years, not having a job. Should I go to med school or like nursing school? You've got to find what you love. Oh no, the future is here! My advice to you is to do what your parents did! Need to get a job at job. I want to explore the world and I want to use my craft to do so. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. On a day like today, who could be excused for wanting a change of scenery? How about a change of careers? That's our mission here at the month-long takeaway job fair. And come with me, whether you're just starting out or contemplating a change, as we leave the office-based clean-cut professions and hike on over at our job fair to a booth right out here in the mud. I guess the idea here was to give me a sense of what this job choice would really feel like. Pretty realistic, guys. Realistic smell, too. Jesse Hirsch is here manning an exhibit for people interested in agriculture as a career. Hey, Jesse, are you going to give me a taste of this farming thing? I'm going to do my best. All right. So what's your connection to farming? Are you a farmer? You you have a nice uh, set of overalls there, but I, I don't <laughs> know if you're an actual farmer. No, I'm just playing the part today. Um, I am senior editor at Modern Farmer magazine, which is an agricultural uh, publication targeted towards farmers and non-farmers alike. And you actually ventured out to investigate the possibility of making a transition to farming in your adult life, but it also might apply to young people as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, This summer, I went to spend a week working on a small CSA farm in upstate New York to kind of get a a sense. A lot of our readers are the types of people who are working day jobs and have dreams about running away to the country to see how difficult is it to be a small-scale farmer. And uh, was it difficult? Uh, from my perspective, it was quite difficult. I mean, when you are sitting at a desk job and you're writing all the time and you're editing, uh, you just don't really have the muscles that it takes to go out there and day after day work 10 to 12 hour days, kneeling in the mud, lifting rocks. That said, it was one of the best weeks of my life. Really? Yes, it was. I mean, the, the static from my day job just kind of dissipated after day one or day two. Um, all of the cliches about commuting with the land and just feeling at peace. I got all that as well. Well, tell me about the business of farming because some of the numbers uh, are interesting here. There are a lot of small farms in the United States, even mm-hmm. though we associate agriculture with huge, giant conglomerates. Sure. Right and, the, and the most of our food does come from those large conglomerates. But the majority of the 2.1 million uh, farms in the U.S. are actually small scale as defined by their, the amount of money they're taking in. And uh, what sorts of uh, technological innovations have come into agriculture that uh, people might be familiar with? God, just about everything. Really? Uh, I mean, they, there are now uh, GPS tractors. There's driverless tractors. Uh, I think one of the big things is big data. A lot of the big agricultural corporations that, that people know and, and love to hate or hate to love are putting a lot of money into uh, basically – plotting out your farm field so that you can know exactly where the best place to plant a parsnip would be uh, down to the, you know, the fine molecules in the soil. And uh, the kind of farming that you investigated here, would that include, you know, real, you know, high volume commodities as well as maybe high end, you know, uh, produce for, say, restaurants, for instance? Um, in our magazine, we, we try to cover both of those kinds of farming. But for this particular story, I, I don't think it's as realistic and it's, I don't think it, it holds the same allure. This is more, uh, you know, produce, fruits and vegetables, maybe some livestock, uh, small scale selling at the farmer's market, CSAs, things like that. Are there opportunities at big uh, Iowa corn farms to ride the combine and uh, be a part of the enterprise there? Um, for the most part, uh, you're running it with just you and your family alone. Maybe during harvest and planting season, you're going to take on one or two farmhands. Um, 
that said, I mean, there are some enormous farms out there. If you want to go work at uh, a farm that's raising broiler chickens for for Tyson or Purdue, I mean, there there are jobs that you could probably find in pretty mainstream publication listings. You definitely need some new boots. You would need some new boots. Yes, <laughs> get some good boots. You have to have a skill in real estate. To think about farming, right? Uh, it's good to be a little bit savvy, and you're not going to find that the traditional routes, uh, when you're looking for an apartment, Craigslist is going to give you no help. And there are some online resources like landandfarm.com, but those are more for very high end boutique farms, very expensive. You're going to spend a lot of money to get a piece of property from there. Uh, it actually, everyone I talked to kind of found their farm through word of mouth, through getting to know farmers in an area. For, first, you have to figure out where it is that you actually want to set up your farm, but then once you have that targeted, um, uh, the best network is kind of just word of mouth, talking to farmers in the area. And how many acres are we talking here? Ah, uh, well, I would say, I mean, under 10 acres. Under 10 acres. Yeah. And then you have to be good at financing because yes. you really have to know your uh, yes. banking and your interest rates and that sort of thing. It absolutely helps. I mean, you're going to spend a lot of time balancing that ledger, figuring out how much uh, – when I was when I spent that week on the farm, I saw these these kind of considerations. Well, we're going to give bring 160 dozen eggs to this particular farm, but are they going to pay us in advance because we're going to need that if we're going to buy the pig feed that we need on Thursday, things like that. What about animals, biology, that sort of thing? Is it, is it good to have a knowledge? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you have the time and the inclination, I, you can go and take an ag program at a university like Cornell. But also, I strongly suggest going and just being an apprentice or an intern on a farm for up to three or four years um, on various farms. And you're going to get that kind of in-the-dirt knowledge uh, just from doing and uh, what places in the country would this be a growing occupation? Uh, there's a list in the story of cities that have not been oversaturated by new young farmers. For instance, in Madison, Wisconsin, it's five years to get a booth at the farmer's market. So that's probably not a good place no. to buy farmland near. But places like Lawrence, Kansas or Grand Junction, Colorado, uh, Moscow, Idaho, all have a bit of a shortage of farmers and the land might be a little cheaper around there. So I encourage you to look into that. How do you pay your bills if you're a farmer? I mean, you're not necessarily getting a lot of cash, right? Right off the bat, and uh, profits right are bat. profits are elusive. Uh, one method you can do is to start up a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture Program, before the farm actually starts, and get people signed up. And the the thinking behind that is that the, your customers pay you a, a lump sum at the beginning of the season, and then they take in whatever you grow. And that they kind of have to take the good with the bad. Uh, the farm that I worked on had a year where sixty percent of their produce died because of some issues. Uh, and so, if you were one of their CSA customers, you were not getting <laughs> a bumper crop, and they actually lost half of their customers that year. So, but that is a good way to start off because you get cash in hand to begin with. Uh, there's also uh, various agricultural loans and grant programs and things that you can look into uh, for to have that scratch money when you first get started. Jesse Hirsch is senior editor at the magazine Modern Farmer, giving us a sense at our job fair of the possibilities in small-scale agriculture. Jesse, thanks so much. Thank you. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.